You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. Today, I have a very special return guest. You might remember her from episode 243, the one and only Cassie Aurora. Cassie is a no BS astrologer, a Reiki master, a yoga teacher, and a holistic trauma coach. And what I love about Cassie is that she gives very practical astrology updates. She makes astrology really fun and understandable. She also dives deep into trauma healing and inner child work, and she has studied psychotherapy extensively. And so she really understands how to dive deep and do really deep work, which is much of what we talk about in this episode. We talk about trauma healing, inner child healing, how to actually do deep work and what that looks like, our own continuing journeys with doing deep healing. We talk about applying astrology to your real life and using astrology as a coach and how powerful of a tool that is. And we also talk about her business and business growth and the importance of energetics in business. And Cassie is actually a client of mine. You might have seen her testimonial for No Bullshit Business School on my Instagram page. She has a really incredible journey, really struggling for money and not having much growing up. And now she has created a very successful, thriving business. And I think her story is just so inspiring. So we talk about her experience with No Bullshit Business School in this episode as well. And I just want to remind you that enrollment is currently open. If you are any type of coach, an NTP, a holistic nutritionist, a health coach, a fitness trainer, an energy healer, an astrologer, of course, a human design reader, really anyone who works with people in a one-on-one capacity and you want to build a six-figure online coaching business, then No Bullshit Business School is for you. I cover all of the tangible strategy when it comes to marketing, using Instagram to actually convert clients so you don't have to waste your time doing all the things that don't actually convert any clients. We talk about creating content that actually converts. We talk about creating your email list, website building, pricing structure, how to set up your offers, basically all things marketing. We also discuss how to actually be an effective coach and how to get your client's best result. And we cover all things energetics when it comes to business, manifestation, brain rewiring, shifting your money mindset, balancing your masculine and feminine energy in business. It is a truly life-changing program. It will not only transform your business, but it will also transform your life. This is a three-month program. We start October 5th but enrollment is now. Limited spots are available. You will get three months worth of weekly video and audio lectures, weekly Q&A calls, 
an incredible lineup of guest interviews, an individualized energy healing session just to clear any abundance blocks and boost your wealth frequency, Slack support in between, an amazing community of women. And I I think that this community is one of the most invaluable parts of the program. Having a group of like-minded women to be alongside you on the journey is truly incredible. And I know all of the women become really great friends. We all get really close and yeah, it's just transformative on so many levels. So if you're interested in this at all, I highly encourage you to apply. You do not want to miss this opportunity and you don't want to have FOMO. Trust me. So you can learn more about the program and check out more testimonials. If you go to my website, christinaricewellness.com and click that business tab at the top and all of the information and the application will be right there. Again, that's at christinaricewellness.com and just click that business tab at the top and you'll be taken right to all of the information and the application. And I'm just so excited for this next round. It's going to be magical. Speaking of magic and all things witchy, Cassie and I talked a lot about the word witch on the last episode. She was on episode 243. And if you love all things witchy and a great sense of humor, you need to check out my friends, Leah and Rachel's podcast, Basic Witches. I was recently a guest on their show and I had so much fun. (laughs) We got so down the rabbit hole and they are going to be a guest on the podcast soon. That's coming out in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. But they interview comedians, actors, artists, and fellow witches about all things magical and spiritual and talk a lot about manifestation. Astrology.com loves them and so will you. So make sure you check them out. You can just go to Apple Podcasts and search Basic Witches and you'll find them there. You will love their show. But I think it's about time to dive into today's magic with Cassie. If you don't already know her, you will fall in love with her. You can always get more from her on Instagram at I am Cassie Aurora and on her website, CassieAurora.com, which has all of her offerings and on her podcast, Modern Goddess, which I have been a guest on. I am honored to have had that opportunity. So check out her podcast, Modern Goddess as well. And we actually start the episode talking about some of the funny memes she posts on her Instagram because she posts hilarious memes and you will not want to miss them. So make sure you check her out on Instagram at I am Cassie Aurora. In the meantime, enjoy this conversation with the wonderful Cassie. I was just looking at your Instagram, this, this meme, me on the first date getting ready to ask what time he was born. <laughs> oh my, my, it gets me. She looks like Rihanna. <laughs> that was I'm like that was me that was me do you decide okay here's a good question though do you make life decisions based off what you know about astrology like does that screw with your head knowing your chart and then moving through life making decisions right I this is my bugbear with astrology like people <laughs> using their astrology to justify their behavior like no, you're just a bitch. Like, you need to work on that. <laughs> no, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm a Scorpius and Pisces moon. I could go through life being like, I'm too sensitive. I'm an empath. I can't be around people. I soak up their negative energy. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you do that, you're limiting yourself so much. What about instead... <laughs> you understand that your empathic gift is an invitation. When you see people with strong emotions and instead of blaming them, you see them as a reflection of you and integrate that part of you inside that is resonating in a painful way when they come into your life. Mm. So if you want the deep answer, like, 
you shouldn't really use astrology to limit. However, I am definitely one that plans dates on certain times and like I definitely go through life planning things. But like when it comes to dating, I don't think you should look at their chart. Alexis <laughs> <laughs> is re- they're really bad. Mm. The sign history is bad. Like people, we have one of like this big grand square. Mm. People would say steer clear of this relationship. But it's actually got great chemistry and it's a growth. So we have like the growth factors mm-hmm. and the sexual chemistry. You know, when like you have those friends and it's just easy or guy friends and you're like, he's really nice, but I don't feel that spark. Mm-hmm. That would be like a chart that's really calm. And when, when we put them together, it's like chilled. Then if you had a, a chart where it was like a squares and you're like, well, I don't know what it is. There's just something about him and there's the spark. <laughs> well, okay, wait, explain, explain what the square means. Okay. So in astrology, it's like if you ever look at an astrology chart, it's kind of like a dream catcher. Mm-hmm. If you ever see one, it's a big circle. It's like slices of pizza. And um, it's like you have lines. So blue lines are harmonious. They're seen as nice and easy and they give gifts and they're trines and they're like triangles and there's sextiles as well and there's other ones quintiles blah, blah blah you don't need to even know that much really not that important but squares are important and oppositions because they are the red lines and my chart is full of them <laughs> so that's normally the people that have an absolute you ever love them too christina have a, a terrible time early in life But it actually means that we are like, think about like a, you know, when man made fire with the sticks, I'm not sure that's how he made it, but you need friction to make an explosion and Mm -hmm. change. We're having one now. So everything happening between government and the people and the rebelling, that's a square. That's what's happening. And it's going to get worse now. It's going to build up, build up, build up, build up. And then in like December, we'll start to see it resolving. But it needs to happen because no one made any change out of just like, oh, this is nice, a bit difficult. Sometimes it needs to get really bad. So a square is like a difficult energy. And to me, it's like it wants to explode. Mm. Those oppositions are more like a balancing. It's like we're constantly moving between the two. And it's really, truly fine balance. But you want to integrate both. That's the key. And so in relationships, squares are, I love them. I think they're great. They can be hard. <laughs> Fire. No, no wonder I uh, have so many squares. That that kind of explains my life, I feel like. <laughs> wow. The whole beginning. Well, I also think that what's interesting for me is looking at, you know, what astrology says versus just what I get intuitively. Like if I'm just channeling and getting messages about what's going on and kind of comparing that, because for me, something that's really important is I try not to, I really try not to read that many things from other people. I don't really want to know what other people are downloading or what other astrologers are saying. It's like, I don't go out of my way to look up what anything, what anybody else is, is getting or what their interpretation is. I just try and focus on what I get directly so I can be like a really clear channel for messages to come through. But then it's like once I find out about something, I think it's super interesting to compare that to astrology and like what the interpretation is. But then there's the whole thing of similar to how, you know, if you're channeling a message from 
higher beings, there's room for interpretation. And so people can have all different types of interpretation. And I feel like there's something very similar with astrologers too, because you can talk to different astrologers and they have very different interpretations of, of what, what's going on. Well, yeah, it's the same as like health coaching. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, someone might, you can, some people might say plant-based for one thing. Some might say carnivore based on their subjective experience. Like same with channeling. So when I channel, I know I am not a pure channel. It's impossible because everything's Mm going to pass through the lens of your own subjective interpretation. It's like, how could I interpret astrology at a level that I had not attained? So Mm -hmm. I'm only like what? 29 and that's really young for an astrologer like that's they would oh some people say you can't practice astrology until your second your Saturn return or whatever and I think it's a load of bull but yeah bullshit yeah it's just bureaucracy but also we have to have reverence for the fact that with experience of how the planets are playing out that trumps any book you read now I've been through my Saturn return, I'm like, here's the manual. Because when it comes for you, it will not look. You can read all the Google pages, you can listen to all the podcasts, but and you can do all the things, but you'll say the same, Christina, like your experience of something is the only way that you can truly integrate it and embed it. Mm-hmm. Same with astrology. So I do look at other astrologers because I like to think, well, what's tr- what is the truth in that? Mm-hmm. And some of them like just speak to me gobbledygook. Like it's like we're probably not matching on a- any level. But some like there's a definite, like I can definitely take something from. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, but I think, yeah, if you listen first, like if you were to listen first to someone else, what they said, then it might skew your perception of what's coming in. And then maybe you'd attract something different in. Yeah. Well, I think it's just really important for people to understand that like astrologers are interpreting as well. You know, like I could get a reading from different people and they might have a different thing to say, which I think people might even gravitate toward it because they feel like it's so set in stone. But then there's also, and we talked about this before, but like, you know, where does free will and choice come in? Mm. And you know, to your point, like about your, your boyfriend, it's like somebody else might say, this is a bad idea. Somebody else might say like, this is fiery passion. Yeah. Everything I read was like, steer clear of this. And I was like, well, I'm going to head into it. (laughs) And you know what? Like it is, we both, we both have the ability to stop and be like, what is this about? And we never, we've never once raised our voices to each other you look at our chart and be like, shit, these people fight like cats. Mm. But we don't. Sometimes we'll definitely deflect away, but we'll, it's like we'll always come back closer. So it's growth-minded at the end of the day, like whatever you meet in life, well, do you see the jewel of benefit or do you see the limitation? Mm-hmm. Could you tell, did you know when he was coming in? Don't t- tell you the story of how we met. No, wait, I think you did a long time ago. But I forget. Tell me. Well, yeah, obviously, you must hear a lot of stories, but the juice. <laughs> um, Give me the so juice. I, I was with my ex, and this was just when I first podcasted with you, I think. I don't know. And 
I've gone through loads of growth. Like I've been doing loads of deep inner work. I've been in psychotherapy for four years. Like my path of changing my life really was changing myself. There was nothing I did. I didn't go and try and fix anything. But like as you grow, and you'll know this, what happens is anyone that's connected with you, they're either going to come with you because it's literally vibration. You can't, you can't be connected with someone if they're not a vibrational match. So as you're evolving and changing and lifting your vibration through deep inner work, whatever that looks like, they can either come with you or they're going to drop away. Now, he was at the point where he could feel he was getting triggered so much by the universe, wasn't even by me, that he knew he had to do something, but he chose like to just stay complacent. At that point, I was like, this won't go anywhere because it was like he was completely apathetic. So it was like complete negligence. So letting go of him was also a reflection of letting go of my dad completely. And it was a big shift. And I said, I remember this was like the moment in my Saturn return that was just like, I, ca- I cannot take another thing because it really beat me down. But then it, it carried on to obliterate me, you know, all <laughs> the way up until I started biz school. Um, but yeah, I remember saying exactly the man I wanted. And I said, bring him in soon because I'm ready. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I want to meet him. So I finished with my ex on the Sunday and like fully because it was like a long drawn out arduous death. It was uh, awful. Um, but I finished with him and that was painful. But then my mum and anyone who doesn't know my story, my mum passed away when I was 14, very suddenly. Her best friend randomly contacted me out the blue, like really out the blue and said, hey, how are you? And I said, you know, I'm okay, but this has ended and I feel really sore and sad. And then she went, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time this weekend and I've met someone who is perfect for you. That's why I've messaged you. And I was just like, okay, who is it? And she was like, well, he's a meditation teacher and he's vegan. And I was like, absolutely not, not interested (laughs) whatsoever. I don't want anyone with a spiritual ego because I was totally done with the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know exactly what I mean. This is bullshit. Yeah. And I didn't want a vegan because I'd come to the point where I realized in my health journey, I needed to eat meat. So I was like, this will never work. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, he does these meditation workshops and it was really good. You should go to one. And I thought, do you know what? I need that anyway. So it was a bit faded how we met because it was my mum's best friend. And it was literally the day we broke up. And it was a full moon conjunct. It's like, wow. So then anyway, I went to the, I started chatting to him. And it was just weird. Like his dad had died. He asked me to look at his chart like the first night we chatted. And I just went, your mum's a teacher. And he was like, what? <laughs> um, and I was like, and your dad's died. And he was just like, what? And I was like, yeah. So he and I, I don't think we've even maybe met before. I think we've both been too like messed up in our early lives. Like we've mm-hmm. definitely been through the karmic mill. But like he's the man of my dreams. Like oh, I, in I get really deep. We did a sound bath last night, <laughs> and when everyone was in shavasana, he I was drumming a lot last night. So mm-hmm. it was like a really deep experience. I don't know what happened, but at the end of it, rain started falling on the roof. And everyone was lying there in Shavasana and we were leading the sound bath together. And he looked at me and he just, normally I would go around and give everyone Reiki at the end and ground Mm -hmm. them. And he just held out his arms and he was like, come and lie with me. So we were all there, all the people. 
and I was just lying in his arms and he was just looking at me and I was just like oh my god <laughs> my heart <laughs> I'm so happy for you I love that I love stories like that isn't it wild how it can just work out but that's also the power of like I mean you're very witchy you're a good manifester I'm the same and isn't it wild how I mean we can literally just speak something out into existence and it comes and just falls yeah. into place which is so cool but I also wanted to circle back on this um spiritual ego thing because well, I know we have been talking about this before a while back actually but I do kind of and I, I did touch on it in a podcast episode I don't know if you heard that podcast episode but like I think that I, I do kind of want to touch on it again because I just I think that spirituality is becoming trendier and trendier, um, which is like fine, you know, whatever. I, I'm glad people are stepping more into it, but there is such a difference between people who are actually spiritual and intuitive and like people who are fake spiritual and like in it for the ego and they're not coming from a place of light. And I think there are so many people like you can channel messages and, you know, do be energy healing and not work in the light. Like I see it all the time. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, there are a lot of people who are really big in the space who aren't working in the light and they have these like, and it, it actually scares me. And I think like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot to say about that. But they don't even have, they're not even studying like occult science. Like yeah. I study Rudolf Steiner, Blavatsky. I look deep. Like I'm, I learn about the atom. I learn about metaphysics. Mm -hmm. I learn about electrons. Like I learn actual spiritual science like and this is not me going oh i'm so great it's saying the more that i learn the less i'm talking because i'm like do you know mm -hmm. what like i don't need to tell people that i'm a spiritual whatnot and who not yeah. because they're in my presence and they can sense that they're safe in my energy now that's my path so my path is emotional connection authenticity that's like me a hundred percent and maybe i can go deeper than other people there and everyone has their own gift but i think about spiritual ego it's like it's a bit like a new identity that people are forming that's like a mask that they can attach to that's like favorable and approved of and it, it meets their inner suppressed denied disowned parts that are in trauma that need saving but mm -hmm. instead of saving themselves they go around saving other people under the guise of some jesus person and then what's happening is they're actually creating a deeper split in their consciousness and they're actually creating a deeper split in the collective so we're not actually getting more connected we're getting further apart between I'm spiritual versus they, they don't know anything. They're not spiritual. Like mm -hmm. that's kind of what's happening. And we can see it, you know, all the time. Like if you look at the world stage, how much of a split is happening? Whereas I know at the, if we go to the absolute top level, if you want to go down that path, it's the divide and conquer mentality. Well, spirituality, most of it is under the guise of the same thing. I'm spiritual, you're not. I'm this, you're not. And that's sad. Like we're missing well, the spirituality. It's like, because I can tell from the place someone's coming from, like it's from a wounded place. It's not actually a higher place. Like if you're actually all, all light and love and you understand that we're all one, like your actions and teachings don't align with that. And this also is like spiritual teachers who almost wrote people in to make them feel like they can never tap in for themselves. Like to me, if you're really a spiritual teacher, you're helping other people tap in for themselves. 
and like have their own connection. But like, and also related to what you were saying before, I mean, you don't have to run around from the rooftops and be like, I'm spiritual and like use these big words. Like this is something that they talk to me a lot about. They're like, we, we try and give people information and then they like try and wrap it up in something that sounds fancy because it makes them feel good. And then our message can't be heard by other people. That's not what it's about, you know? And so like, what good is it to, to get messages and, you know, be spiritual? Like, are you actually raising the consciousness? If you are so ungrounded, you can't even bring that back to earth and help other people raise. No. And the thing is, this is why I always say, don't search for enlightenment, search for authenticity, Mm -hmm. because then you'll filter all the layers of shit out that you aren't. And you'll come into the essence of who you are. And that is true service. Because if you think about the universe experiencing itself through each individual person, if we were all authentic and we weren't layered with trauma, whether we're putting it through a layer of a spiritual teacher, which, you know, we all have identities. Like I identify partly as an astrologer, but I know that's not all that I am. And I know that at any point, like, especially my true path is probably the path of motherhood, but that I'm not there yet, you know? But the point I'm making is like, if we were to search for authenticity, we'll naturally be doing the service, you know, that helps people. But it's true, like, you know, you you were saying like, um, they're making the words all complicated and they package it and making it way more mysterious. Yes, we have to have reverence for the fact that there is an untouchable force that we cannot put into words because it's an experience. But that's why, as you say, we should actually give other people the tools. You know, when Jesus was on about teaching, what is it? Like he fed the 5,000 or something. I don't know what it was. Isn't there the story where Jesus, or is it like, I don't know, maybe it's not Jesus. You're teaching someone to fish rather than giving them the fish. Yeah. You need to teach people to get to their own authenticity, not just be like, here I am, a spiritual channel. I I totally agree. And I fully believe in that. And that's why, like, when I work with people, like, I really want to help them, you know, step into their own intuition. And like, this is also the power of being a good coach is asking questions and not just telling people the answer all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's about asking the right questions to lead them to figure it out for themselves. And just like being a good coach, no matter what type of coach you are, it's really about helping people learn how to ask better questions within themselves so they can figure it out versus just telling them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it comes, this is, it comes back to this why I'm a proponent of individualism. Mm. Don't be a sheep. It's about what, it, how can we teach people to actually realize they are more than their stories, that they are more than their emotions. They are more than their identities. They are so much more magnificent than all of these things but it's how can we get them to see that? And that, I think that does take time, um, but it's not important. Like if I can do it and I was like super beige buffet, like, oh, I, 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 do you ever get like when Facebook shows up a status, you put in like, oh no. Yeah. Like, oh, I put, I saw, I wish I could find this status. I put two, it's like three years ago, I think, no. 2016, like nearly four years ago, I was like, holy fuck, I was disgusting. So I put something like, honestly, something like, I wish people would have more compassion 
why can't you just try not to judge people just for one day? We are all one. And I thought, you fucking did not have any of that. I didn't, I was like, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> You're like, I did it too. I did it too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was a spiritual bypasser for sure. I had mm-hmm. the tarot cards, had all the things, but like my insides were broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people just don't even know how to go on that journey. And what I will say to that is, you know, immerse yourself in some type of personal development. Like there are many different paths to doing it, but like you have to get in there and do the thing to discover. And because people, they're like, I don't really, I don't know what my soul's purpose is. How do I get in alignment? Like, how do I do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, well, are you putting yourself in a position to explore that? You know, like both of us, I think both of us expand pretty rapidly. We're good at evolving pretty quickly. And we understand ourselves, I think, much better than most people go their whole lives understanding themselves. And like, I think that will definitely be a continuous evolution of getting to know ourselves deeper and deeper. Right. But so much of that is because we both do the work, you know, and I think the work is different for everybody, but you got to get in there and do it. I, I, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I know it sounds like we're like, we're so great. No, no, that's not what I'm saying, but it's like, we understand ourselves, like, which means understanding our flaws, our faults, our triggers, like, and it's a process of continuing to understand ourselves. Like, I know there's so much more I still need to understand. I still need to learn about myself and, you know, I'm, you know, have a whole life ahead mm-hmm. of me, but I think there are a lot of people who really, they just don't even, they, they don't know what they like, what they don't like, what they want, where they want to go, like what yeah. their dreams are. They don't even know what their triggers are. They just respond and mm-hmm. react. And that traps you in. Well, you're so right. You've hit the nail on the head. Like, tell me this. Tell me this, Christina. So if you're... <laughs> I so will. You, like, stop trying to love yourself. Start trying to understand yourself. Because yeah. you understand yourself and you are committed to understanding and authenticity. You can meet in yourself. And once you accept yourself, guess what? When other people come towards you with their stuff, when life brings you people with a certain vibration, which it inevitably will, because that's the literally how the law of attraction is actually working. It's not always in the nice way that we want to believe. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you can accept your own reality, you can accept it in them. And when you can meet it in them, there's a process of true understanding and connection. And that's when magic happens. But if you don't understand yourself and you're like, oh, I love myself, I'm positive, just be positive. And then you go to something like, you know what, just try and love yourself. Just be positive. I know, I know you're feeling like you're going to go bankrupt next week and you're scared about your business, but just be positive. Yeah. <laughs> Work. I can it's tell. bullshit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, I like to think of it like a butterfly and it's in the cocoon. And if, and it's like, you know, before it breaks out the cocoon, it's flapping its wings, but it's like, we can't just be like, cut it free and be like, yay, because it will deprive it of its struggle. So how can we actually shepherd people through their struggles so that when they can break free, they're really strong because they've learned. So a lot of empaths, you know, they go around and this goes back to the spiritual thing, but they're like, you know, I wish I could, I want to save the planet. It hurts to see homeless people. And I'm not saying, yay, homeless people 
What I'm saying is when we look at slavery and poverty and control from the government, where are we enslaving ourselves? Why do we get such a strong reaction? Why is that painful to the point where we don't want to feel it? It's because we're deflecting the inner pain to the outside when really that pain, part of you is resonating with that in your consciousness to be held and to be owned and integrated. Then it won't feel as painful. So you won't feel like, oh, I'm an empath and life gets me down. You'll be like, I'm empathic. I, I can hold and hold space for the people, not, oh, that person's a vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like legit vampires, but you still have the capacity to meet them where they're at. So I think that's another side of it, the empaths. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that relates back to kind of what we were discussing at the beginning of people knowing, feeling things or even knowing things about themselves, but not going any deeper. And like, they're just, they use it as just, this is going to hold me back. You know, I'm just putting it, I'm like, I can't do that. It's like, no, you know, it's like, you can be an empath and build a big business, right? Like you can't use it to hold you back. You got to go deeper and like do that work within yourself, um, which is a constant journey. And like, we were actually talking about this in brain rewiring program. Like somebody was like, when do you know when you're done? And Rachel and I just looked at each other and you're like, you're never, you're never fucking done. Like life always brings new levels of understanding. Like life is going to bring you a new trigger something that's like, oh, I need to look look within myself. I mean, that's, that's just the nature of how life works. Like everybody mirrors us who we attract in mirrors us. And then you're going to notice things within yourself and you just get better and better at awareness and being able to work through it. But you have to like learn the tools. And I think this is something that again, going, like going back to the, Oh, think positively, like that doesn't always work. Like that's not really, that's not how manifestation works at all. Um, I mean, yeah, it's nice to think positively, but when you bypass it and it can actually make you even sicker. And I know I went through a time period where I just tried to like shift everything to a happy thought and it turned me, it made me numb and it made me like really sick. It made me really sick because it manifested and I had to like undo all of that work. And whenever you're doing deep self-development work, like it brings a lot up to the surface. This is like in OBS school, how the girls were like, holy shit, like this isn't (laughs) like just business. Like why am I, (laughs) why is my whole life changing? Because it's all working on a deeper level. Well, yeah, 100%. Like, you are so right. And like, when is it going to stop? Well, when you're dead. <laughs> because yeah. you are, the universe is constantly expanding. That's mm-hmm. the nature of it. So, you know, we can think, oh, that's the thing you said. It was like, you got sicker. Well, of course you got sicker because you weren't seeing the actual reality of what life was bringing you, which was whatever the pain teacher was there to tell you, you know, and I know that my Hashimoto's is my biggest teacher mm-hmm. and it's, it's funny sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Well, this stream of consciousness is something I did not know existed within me, but my Hashimoto's is one angry, nasty part of my consciousness that I really am working with a lot. And you might say it's like Jekyll and Hyde, but we all have like 200,000 different personalities. We're like literally walking around with multiple personality disorder. And we, mm-hmm. and that, that's the truth. Like, it's not a lie. Like the more evolved you get, the more of them you integrate. But like in biz school, like you brought it back, bringing it back to that, like one of your personalities might be like, yeah, I'm going to hustle up my business. But you might equally have like a personality that is absolutely like, I don't want any success. I don't want the world to see me. 
the other one might be super needy and is a, and you didn't even know that was in you and that's playing out like when you dm people or something and you know mine's always abundant stuff but that mm-hmm. comes from a place in me that's scared to receive because my parents and primary well my my mum because my dad wasn't around wasn't able to food everything was scarce we didn't have food we didn't have anything we didn't have money but we would i would always have meals but she was always talking about like how it was like we were close to being broke. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really, aware, I was aware it was a thing, but until I really saw it playing out in my business through my own fears coming up around money, I wasn't able to like really think yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to heal it really until biz school. Today's show is brought to you by one of my favorite companies, Public Goods. Public Goods has made my life so much easier, especially in the last few months, because it is the one-stop shop for affordable, sustainable, healthy household products. They have everything from home items to personal care items to premium pantry staples all in one place. I prefer to get as many of my household items from the same place as much as possible just to make it really easy. And that's why I always turn to public goods because they search the globe for clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. They make sure that all their products are free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives that you'll find in most drugstore and grocery store items. And they're super passionate about the environment. They actually plant a tree for every order placed and have planted over 100,000 trees since September of 2019. I have been talking about them a lot on Instagram recently because I truly love this brand. I get all of my organic spices from Public Goods. I love their toothpaste and floss. I get my organic tampons from them. I get paper towels and toilet paper from them. Super important to stock up now. And I use their products for my laundry needs, like their laundry detergent pods. I love them. Their fabric softener sheets, their wool dryer balls. They also have all of your kitchen needs from dishwasher detergent pods, dish soap, hand soap, surface cleaner. You can get pretty much everything you need for your household, all from public goods. And I love their aesthetic. And I was talking about this on Instagram recently because I always get compliments because I have their products out when people come into my apartment, which is very much white and bright on-brand aesthetic. All of the public goods products match. They're super clean, white and black, and people always compliment me on how well they go with the whole theme of my apartment. Their toothpaste is honestly the product that turned me on to the whole brand. I have tried so many non-toxic toothpaste, and this one actually works and has actually really helped with whitening my teeth. So I was super impressed and then tried a ton of other products from the brand, and now I will never go back. I also love that they use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. And you can actually make your first purchase with no obligation at all. And I have an amazing offer for you. You can actually get $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. No minimum purchase at all. You can get $15 off if you go to publicgoods.com slash CRW or use the code CRW at checkout. And that will get you $15 off your first purchase with no minimum purchase. Again, that's publicgoods.com, P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com slash C-R-W to get that $15 off. And when you get your order in, make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can see what you got. I think your journey is so inspiring with your business. And like I I shared your testimonial the other day and I know a lot of people loved it. I mean, your journey inspires me. Like I'll never forget like our first 
our discovery call and then like our first session together and like I had you like scream into a pillow and like we did all kinds of shit and like (laughs) but I think that alone shifted things but I I want you to share more about kind of like where you started and what was going on why you joined and like what that process was like for you to get to where you're at because you've totally transformed yeah well like I'd already done loads and loads of work, but like I knew I wanted a business coach and I'd asked the universe to give me one. But like what, like my pattern is always undervaluing myself. So anyone that would look at my portfolio would be like, holy shit, what can you not do? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like, see, I could have done anything. I could have been a singer, professional musician. I could have gone into like acting full time, like I'm really intelligent. Like I could have literally done anything, but when my mom died, it was like, I lost all my confidence. Like she wasn't really there. I've realized now that all of that, like me being alone has actually contributed massively to the fact that I'm successful in business, but it needed reframing. Um, anyway, but like, I had this habit of like once I'd finished personal training because I was so sick with my eating disorder that health coaching and personal training was not an option for me. Um, Now I'm studying from an NTP, but it's from a very different place. But I was like, well, if I'm not my eating disorder and if I'm not a performer, because as a performer, I was, I, I grew up performing as part of my identity. I actually wasn't completely an authentic person. So once I did my last show, which was, Chicago and I played Roxy and I'd done a lot of leads up until that point. And I remember thinking I need to stop performing because it was so much energy to be someone I wasn't and to do like work in a coffee shop and then go on stage and like be someone I wasn't. It was too much. It became to the point where it was like, it didn't give me anything. I would get off stage and people would be like, shit, that was incredible. I'd get all these reviews, but they literally meant nothing. You could, like, you could have paid me loads to do a show, but it would have left me empty. Still now, like I sing and that's very rewarding and that's different. I do love just singing, but that's different. That's not associated to like when it comes to my work and my mission. Then I was like, well, I know I want to do astrology, but I was like, I'm never going to make money. But I always knew deep down my goal was to be off grid to actually have enough abundance to just be able to like work a few hours a week and be able to follow the path of like a mother and the the homekeeper because in the Vedas, that's a very sacred path. But in my life, I never had that. I never had family grown up. So for me, it was really, it's like the big why behind my business, which I realized really towards the middle of business school was because I don't want to be in a position where I'm 40, where I can't see my kids, I'm infertile because I'm a projector and I'm working like ridiculous amounts where I'm still like, just like, to me, I was like, how can you just earn enough? Like life has to be better than this. Like Mm -hmm. seriously. So I got to that point was like, I need a business coach, just send them to me. And then I thought, you know, I wish Christina did business coaching. And then like in the January, once I, I left my job, to go full-time into my astrology biz and my coaching biz in the September after Mm -hmm. that Chicago. I left the coffee shop. I thought I'm not going to do work for £9 a fucking hour where people literally see me 
as and that's not judging anyone that does that but people it was exhausting me and my health was really bad like it was better than it was but it was still bad so then you came along and then I was like I don't even care how much this costs I need to do this because I was at that point where I knew whatever I invested I would make back so I was seeing that I was afloat and the universe was supporting me but it wasn't seen like big money and I remember in our first call, I was like, well, I'd be happy if we just like get a thousand pounds a month. Like that would cover my bills. And I just was like, I can't see that I could earn more than that or even 2000 pounds a month. I was like, that would be fine. Um, and then I remember you told me the price of the course and I was like, oh, okay. Well, it was still a stretch for me because like mm-hmm. fucking anything was a stretch when you're like that because you don't understand the value of money. But I was like, fine. So I thought I'm going to pay for my car to do this and it was when my Saturn return was happening in my second house of money and do you remember I sold my car and then after that my laptop died I had a big bill that came like loads of bills I had like a, a grand and a half worth of just bills that came out of nowhere that were like it was like the universe was like how much do you really want this because I'm gonna wear you down to your absolute last bone mm-hmm. and I remember my boyfriend at the time said look I'll give you a grand And I said, no. And it wasn't from a place, and this was a big growth point, it wasn't from a place of like, no, I can do this on my own. I'm an independent woman. Because like I've done that story my whole life and it didn't really get me very far. But it was like, I have to do this because I know that if I take that money, vibrationally, it's enabling me. And I know that I can make this work but knowing I had it felt safe. And I think that's a big thing in business. It's important. Like any course you want to do is knowing that people have got your back, but not taking it always. Sometimes you need to take it and that's fine. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But sometimes it's like having that safety net, like that was important for me, but vibrationally it wouldn't have been the right choice because it was more disempowering and it would have become a vice and not a virtue. So yeah, so my car, hilarious. Um, but then I knew in biz school, like, that I just needed to know how to speak to people. Like, that was the biggest thing for me. The energetics, like, now that I'm working with you one-to-one, that's when the energetics have come into play mm-hmm. because I just went like a bat out of hell at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was still not overworking. Like, I only had my business to focus on. But definitely, like, I was really more in the energetics than I was in the practical. Mm. But I needed the practical, and I didn't know how to really do that. Or, like, everything you Google and all, like, a lot of masculine business coaches are just, like, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I remember saying to you, like, I'm not going to do that. So that's what you want. Like, sorry, I can't because it will just make me feel shitty. So, yeah. And then my journey through it, like, well, obviously it was nice being in the group. Feel free to jump in any time. Yeah, can't. well, I mean, I think so when I, from my side, when you first joined to me, it was like you were work. You were still teaching like other yoga classes or something like you were teaching other classes. Yeah, and I was teaching a lot of yoga. It wasn't until we started, we started, we were in the program when I remember you being like, guys, I'm and we had this conversation and I was like, you need to drop it. I was like, it is not worth your time to go drive there, get paid this shitty money. And like, I remember there was a time when you were a little nervous to do that. You were like, no, well, I need it. Cause it's like, I have to pay. I'm like, no fucking stop doing it. Like, so that the universe can bring more people to you. Yes. I remember. 
And yeah. And so you were still working some other jobs. Cause then I remember I you, you quit finally. And then like everything started coming together more and like we completely restructured your pricing and how you did things. Yeah. And then like when you started to learn all of the tangible thing, like things, I think re- things really started to pick up for you. And I think that you kind of launched into this being like in a state of surrender of like, fuck it. Like I, I don't have anything. So like yeah. might as well fucking do this, which made you able to kind of ride this, this wave of the good energetics because you were coming from that place of surrender. But like, I know in our first session, I remember like we did a lot of energy work around like feeling safe with money because you didn't feel safe having money in your bank account. Like you, and you also, I think we're, there was still a conflict within you of like, is it not a spiritual path to make, to charge more, like feeling guilty around it and like not knowing how to hold, hold that money in your bank account. It's definitely like there's, I think with money blocks, like you get to a new money block every time or it's the same, like the better it gets, the better it gets. So you're like, oh, and one thing I'll say is because I am healing a chronic health issue and, um, which actually, by the way, biz school without success in my business, I couldn't have afforded to be able to get to the root of my shoes and work with like the NTP that I'm working with. So that's by the by. Mm-hmm. But it's like managing all these, where is your energy at? Because if your energy dips, if you're not well rested, you best believe those low v- vibrational beliefs around your business, they're going to come straight in. Bang, they're there. Like remember when I, a few weeks ago I had to have this bloody rest? What was mm-hmm. because, like I went from the start of biz school, I went like a bat out of hell because I'm, I'm like your ideal person because I will let you go, what do you want me to do? I'll do it. Yeah. But the problem is sometimes I don't think for myself. And so, and that's because all my life, I, my mom was very controlling. So I can literally, and if you tell me, this is what to say, this is what to do, this is how to do a sales call, I can do it because I literally remember what you did and I li- it's performance. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm not authentic. I just, I remember a script and I just do it and it feels yeah. really natural. So I'm very lucky that I can do that because. I love, I loved all that side of it and the people side, but the energetics behind when I started to lag all those old beliefs around, not necessarily money, but clients like my business growing, it never really comes about money. Actually now I'm like, I don't charge enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I always want to put my prices up and then I'm like, okay, wait, calm down. Like, are you even offering any more? But actually it's relative, isn't it? Because my energy is lower. I've got four clients base. And so it's like, okay, well, that is the thing. Like people think it's not spiritual or something wrong with it. But I always think that if you don't charge what something's worth, nobody values it. Like I was selling my e-course for like 25 pounds, Christina. Yeah. Before I was like, what the fuck? No one did it. So then now with my liberated woman, like it's a different course, of course. But people are so invested because the value is there. Mm-hmm. And the, the same, like anyone that's like, oh, that's too expensive. Fine. They're not my client. If they want cheap and cheerful, go and find cheap and cheerful. But trust me, they won't get the results. Yeah. Well, and, and that's people don't, people don't understand the energetics of pricing and investing, like who have those limiting beliefs, right? And that's fine. In which case, like talk to a money coach, you know? And so it's yeah. about 
like knowing your ideal client, if you want to have that conversation with them or not. Also making sure you frame the value of your offer properly, but there's so much that goes into into the pricing and the container of, you know, like, especially when you get to high, like higher level business coaching, like you, you keep hitting, it's just like all mental blocks and energy shifts. That's what it is. The more, the more you grow. And like, I have my coaches and they have their coaches and like, you know, it's like big money at the and People pay a lot of money for coaching. That's all. It's all about the container. It's, it's like literally like you're paying for the container. And I know for me, every time I've invested, I've like made a bigger investment in coaching within that week, like something big shifts. I haven't even had a session with that person, but it's the energy of the container of like, I'm investing in myself that creates some of that momentum and is really important when you're setting your prices to keep that in mind. Like people, if they pay $97 for something, aren't going to be as invested in even doing it. A lot of times people pay $97 and never even look at it, right? They're not going to feel like there's a huge transformation coming. So they're not going to be expecting it. They're, yeah. you know, they're not going to take it seriously. They're not in a bigger container. If I take the same offer and I put it into something that is five ninety seven, now the transformation feels bigger, right? I have more skin in the game. I want to, I want to show up every week, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's just a completely different offer. So, and it's like, it is that alone. This is all having, having to do with wealth frequency too, but like that alone raises your wealth frequency, which yeah. is like a lot of the back end work of like, which like why I love biz school so much is because it is a tactical stuff, but also, you know, I'm doing so much energy shifting, whether you guys even realize it or not. Yeah. Um, you're just like in this wave of, of shifting energy, whether or not you try it. Plus, you know, all the manifestation stuff, like, yeah. but I just think a lot of other programs, like they don't encompass that, which is why it's just a life. I feel like it's life coaching. Yeah, but but also like we're vibrationally attached to you, so we mm-hmm. like the person you invest in. Who are they? Because yeah. they can like say all the right things, but if they're not if they're not doing the work, like it impacts you. Like mm-hmm. and think about it. Well, the way I see it is your your. <laughs> You know, if you think about if you use doTERRA oils, for example, I've got clients, if you buy lemon, you best believe you're like dropping in your water every day, splash on your hand. Melissa, you're like, because it's like so much more expensive, but you were like, whoa, this oil must have such amazing properties. Yeah. In a bottle or yarrow palm, you're not guggling that stuff. You're a little bit more, and it's the same. Like, it's value. And I, I think people forget, and this is the thing, this is the big thing in biz school. And this is what I never speak to anyone about, including my boyfriend, because he has money blocks. Mm. Everyone around me has money blocks. Like I remember I always say to you, like, it's lonely around here when I'm not connected. You need the container because when people around here, they like complain about the price for everything. It's a a British thing. It's ridiculous. But the point I'm making is like every time, if I was to share my pricing with someone at the beginning and I'm nervous about it, they'll be nervous about it. Mm -hmm. And anyone in my family that asks about my business, I don't share a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's going fine. And like we're at a dinner table Alex does know some of how I've done, but I still don't always share it because, you know, just yeah. because he has blocks. Yeah. Even though he invested God knows how much in crypto, but that's different. 
but it's getting clever as well. Like I did a podcast on money mindset the other day, like people are going to meet you where they're at. And that's why the biz school is a good container, especially if you want to make good money, because mm. if you don't have those people that can hold you while you, you, you are fully like integrating that belief around money. Like now that I see it in my bank account in dollars, which really helps me when I see it in my PayPal in dollars, that helps me because it's not pounds and I've got a relationship with pounds that I'm shifting that helps me. So, mm-hmm. you know, just putting that out there, but like you need that because when you're shifting up, you're not there in the new place, but everyone who's around you and your family, they often don't get it. And that mm-hmm. can be really scary. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of what I wanted to say around that, but also like understanding when money comes in and you said this is what are you going to do with it? So like for me, like obviously reinvesting in coaching, but also getting really savvy around the fact that currency as we know it is changing and it's going to be about gold and crypto. That's God's money. Crypto, mm-hmm. like crypto isn't owned by any central bank. The Like at the moment, our whole money system is based on debt. So when you educate yourself about money, you'll be like, oh, your, it changes your relationship because then you can welcome it in because you know what you're dealing with. Again, it's like understand something, don't just try and love it. So if you're going at your money mindset, like, oh, I love money. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with money. But actually, do you really understand how banking works? Because yeah. actually, um, no, it's very true. And like they were saying something to me the other day of like, they like guides, um, like you've just assigned this piece of paper, this energy. Right. And it's like, so, and you might feel anxiety around it or you love it or you hate it or whatever it is. It's like, but you can decide to attach a different type of energy to that dollar bill. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, imagine if that, that dollar bill wasn't there, like where would your energy be attached to at that moment? You know? And I think like kind of back to what you're saying about the community is this is why so many people are held back is of course they think that they're, you know, they, they have their ideas about money because of who they're around and other people feed into those beliefs. And it's super important. If you want to raise your wealth frequency, you need to be around people who have a different money mindset. Because if you went into a different population, everybody here in this circle that you're at thinks that your pricing right now is too high. But then you move 20 feet over and now everybody in this circle thinks, oh my God, you charge nothing. It should be like five times the amount, right? It's just about who you're around. And then, you know, like you you want also to your point, like transitive property, it's so important that I'm investing in coaching so that I keep raising, right? And like even, you know, prices that I used to think were expensive, like six months ago, now I'm like, that is nothing because I'm in the frequency of people who have an even higher money mindset, right? And like, don't really don't fuck around. Um, So it's important, like to your point, I think no matter who you choose, and this has to do with health, like any type of coach too, but especially business coaching, I would say is like, are they, who are they vibrationally? And are they doing the work and going Mm -hmm. deeper? Cause like you can't expand past them. And I know I've hit that, that with coaches before. I think coaches like you play well, I'm going to put this to like me and my boyfriend, for example, like you're talking about a different match. So we do um, a sound bath together. And I said to him, listen to me, I'm pricing. I know what I'm doing. And these are like my first classes back really since we were in biz school said, we are not charging less than 35 pounds for the sound bath. And it's under a tree. It takes me an 
hour either side to lug my instruments in. My gong was like a grand, like it's all this stuff. Like you don't think about the energetics behind preparing myself for that experience. And I'm there. Whereas he charges five pounds a meditation class, right? Five pounds. I think he upped it to six. And I said, the reason you're not getting people, he's getting a good number of people, but the reason they're not showing up, the reason they're not committed, because I haven't invested that much money in it. So then he, he was really struggling with me wanting to charge more. So I said, let's do an experiment. <laughs> um, so we did one that was cheaper. And it was like people were not turning up last minute. It was a bit of a mess. Um, and then we charged more. But in that experience, the type of person we attracted and the actual container of the room was totally different. And like, if only, and, and I keep saying this to him, like, you need to charge more. He's like, no, I want to make it accessible. I'm like, who are you empowering there? A, you're undercutting any other teacher in the area who needs to charge more because this is their only job. And B, you're devaluing it for the customer. And C, you're not empowering them to understand that these things have value. Mm-hmm. They are not just willy-nilly experiences. They're energy shifts. So it doesn't empower anyone yeah. to charge less. <laughs> it just feeds into everybody's beliefs and, and keeps the problem going, which is why people don't get the results. And I actually yeah. I was having this conversation with a friend the other day around like pricing for certain like psychics and spiritual experiences and because we were talking about how some of her friends especially like out here they're like it's such a disparity because you have people out here who charge like a thousand dollars an hour and the and then at the and then the same service will be for like ten dollars because people you know there's some people who still live under the illusion that if you you know live under in a little hut on the side of the street you're spiritual which doesn't not how it is um you know, and we were talking about this and I was like, look, I just like, look at looking at my own past behavior, even before I was consciously aware of this, I have always had the best experiences, like the most life-changing experiences from people who I paid a lot more for. So I think about like when I first started seeing psychics and doing energy healing, like the experiences that stand out to me were the ones where I paid I think I paid $700 for my first psychic. I paid $1,000 for the next big one. And like, then it was like 800 and I paid a big chunks of money for people. And these were fucking transformational experiences. And then I've seen all of these other people for like $100, like 200. I'm like, okay, it was fine. But like, it didn't change my life, you know? And when I actually think about it, I'm like, so much of that was just like my perception, right? They were creating a bigger container. Like it was raising my frequency just to invest just to invest that. And now when I look for people, like being conscious of it now, when I really think about it, I'm like, because somebody had actually recently suggested to me, I go visit. She's like, oh, she's a great psychic. And I looked at it and I was like, she only charges like 250. I don't think she's that good. Like that was literally what was in the back of my head. And then I was like, brought to them my conscious awareness. I'm like, this is a fucking thing. Like, right. It's like, you assume that the pair of jeans that's $150 yeah. are better than the pair that's 10. They usually are. <laughs> yeah, they, they usually are, you know? So I think there's just so much that goes into play. And like, you know, it's not about right or wrong, but it's like, I, I don't know. I think the more experiences you have, you start to realize that your energy within the session as a client changes depending on how much you've invested. Hundred, it's like part of the experience. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And so... 
Yeah. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of energetics. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of energetics. And it's like, and then it's like, oh, I'll, I'll lower my prices to be accessible. And like, I see that to some point, but also like you're lowering them so much that nobody take that nobody's even signing up because they don't think it's. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I and like, know. who are you making it accessible to? You're making it accessible to people who like, you know, if it's, if it's $5, you're making it accessible to people who aren't actually in it for a transformation, right? Yeah. right? Like their always energy is annoying. Mm-hmm. Always. You always, do you have Karen over there? Do you say Karen? Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. You always get Karens when you don't, <laughs> enough. they are so high maintenance. Mm-hmm. I, I say that I've opened up two spaces to clients where they were genuinely in hardship. They're people mm-hmm. I knew before. They've been signposted to me and you know intuitively, okay, yeah. help this person. But then it's on my terms. It's on my terms. I'm not there every week. I'm not investing loads. I'm meeting them where they're at and, and also letting them know. And they're still paying £50 an hour when really they don't have, like they're struggling, like, I mean, on the breadline. Mm-hmm. So in that session, you know, it, it, there's, there's time and space. Yes. That's why it's important that I am able to hold my pricing in a, a respectable place otherwise because that enables, you know, I do believe in principle before profit, but things have to have value. Like mm-hmm. they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, these, well, that's part of the principle. Yeah, and these ladies don't get as much from it. They don't mm-hmm. get much from it and they don't get, they don't have the same container. They're not in the group. Um, it's very different. They have yeah. half an hour with me, you know? Yeah. Well, also thinking about who you're attracting in, right? Like I was talking, so I did a, like a consult with like a, like a deep dive with somebody who she had the seven figure business and then she um, wanted to completely change direction. So she stopped that and now she's doing coaching and she is looking to serve like high level like other high level business coaches and she's like business coaching them. And her funnel for that is this membership. And she's like, she's just not attracting the type of person she wants. She's really struggling with her client. She feels so burnt out with time. And I'm like, they're using this membership as the funnel. How much is the membership? She's like, it's only five bucks a month. So they have no excuse. And I'm like, you think you're going to attract in the client you want, who like is a go-getter ambitious is a high level. She has a high level business and she's going to, She's not going to fucking think twice. She would not pay for a $5 membership, you know? So it's like, I'm like, think about who you want to attract, right? Like if your end goal is to use this as a funnel for somebody who is going to turn to you for business coaching because they want to scale from six to seven figures, that woman is not looking for a $5 a month membership, you know? Like, and I remember my business coach the other day, like on our mastermind call, she was like, if I ever paid less than like $20,000, for coaching that would be pointless for me because it wouldn't push me. It wouldn't stretch me at all, you know? And so it's like, it, it hits levels of like, what's going to actually expand you. So it's like, and I told her, I'm like, okay, that woman is probably looking for more of like a hundred dollars a month. That is more like a membership for that woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to think about who you're talking to. And so there is a demographic that maybe the $5 a month membership would be great for, but that's different than if you're trying to funnel her into, Oh, I'm looking for people who have a six figure business going to seven. Like it's not a match. And so I think it's super important to know who you're talking to, right? Like to me, a $5 a month membership is like high school or college women. And it's like 
you know what I mean? Like something like that yeah. and thinking about what are you, what are you looking to move them into and what's the experience, what all is included and like just realizing where their money mindset is, but then also realizing your pricing affects who you attract in. So there's just so many different layers to it. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of this is tied up into inner child work, which we were, ta- we were talking about Instagram the other day and everybody loved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my domain. <laughs> I, I want to talk more about like your liberated woman program because I think you have a super, and even just like your work in general, because you have a super unique approach with like the inner child work, the astrology, but like the psychotherapy stuff too. And I, I want to hear more about like how you blend all of that and like why this, why this is, why this type of work is different. I think, I think, well, number one, because like I've obviously had my own journey, which has been pretty horrendous. I've probably experienced the full spectrum of most things that, you know, could be considered traumatic, but it's like everyone is walking around with trauma, whether we acknowledge it or not, that's fine. But the question is not, do we have trauma? The question is to what extent and how suppressed is it? You know, we are all fragmented humans, as we kind of talked about at the beginning. And we're all walking around essentially, I want to say broken, but we're, we're not broken. We're just fragmented. Um, but the reason that I have to blend them is because like I can do an astrology reading with someone and I can be like, these are all the deep archetypes that are like in the shadow that we need to bring to light. This is your potential. But then it's like, then what? Mm -hmm. Like it's not deep enough and it doesn't empower them. Also, if I was just to be like, go and read this book or go and listen to more astrology, it goes again into that spiritual realm of like, oh, let's just do some meditation and I've done some shadow work and <laughs> in quotations. And it's like, no. Nah. Don't, don't get me started on that. The number of people who, who think they've done shadow work and inner child healing because they read a damn book, I'm like, no. Um, what a mess. What a mess. <laughs> so this is the thing. And, and, my approach is really about, it's so individualized because it's about how can we give you the tools to unveil who you are beyond the trauma, beyond, you know, even the astrological archetypes, because who you are underneath all these stories and emotions, you are, you are then in your absolute pinnacle of potential. And so why psychotherapy practices are so important because I'm training in holistic integrative psychotherapy and they are, in my opinion, a coach that doesn't bring in deep work is only going to take someone so far. But like my gift is that I can have the ability when someone sits there in front of me and you'll ask any of my clients this, they're like, holy shit. Like how did how are you able to draw that out? Well, I can draw it out because I can feel into the parts of you, like I'm filing, going through a file of facts and I'm like, there it is. And so then I will ask you the questions to get you there. This is one-to-one and in astrology, but in astrology, it's more like I'm telling you the way it plays out and you bring it to me. But in sessions, it's like the psychotherapy is important because once you're aware of that fragment, it's kind of, I've surfaced it up what are we going to do? Awareness is not enough. For an actual transformation, there needs to be an integration as in, I accept that as part of my being. And in that sense, you become whole. The word heal, heal, whole, 
it's like the same word. Um, that's how people truly heal. So we can sit there and be like, here's an awareness of your shame. And, oh, that shame came from my mum. Okay. Well, let's go back to that moment when your mum, I don't know, your mum shouted at you for eating too much cake. I don't know. <laughs> They've got a binge eating problem. I don't know. Or like, you know, today with a client, I said, let's go. And I have worked with this client, by the way, for like three months before I'm going to this place. But I'm, te- I'm getting them aware of their body because like body is where we're storing the consciousness. So the consciousness that you think you know of who you are is just one thing. Her whole left colon is is repeating a story of escapism from the moment her dad died. I can feel that. So we've worked on it. And today we finally got to the point where I said, okay, I'll get her in a state of relaxation. I want to take you back to the moment where your father's just passed away. And, and it's like she's seeing that. Then I'm like, what are you feeling in your body? So then she's experiencing whatever she needs to feel. And she's like, it's my left my left colon. So then we'll follow that signature. We'll allow that feeling to play out in the consciousness. Okay, I want you to take on the consciousness of your left colon. And then she goes through a journey of all these things. Her face is stiff. It moves to her right side. Like these are all things that we cannot intellectual words cannot get rid of trauma. You cannot speak your way out of trauma it needs to be fully played out through the body so it can be closed, integrated. But it's like, that's like one example of how it work. And there's other things I do like parts work, but essentially it's all about, yes, astrology is amazing. And as a coach and as a, as a person who's conscious, it's a really good tool for penetrating. I, I think of it like a scalpel and um, astrology is like the template. I've been watching my Grey's Anatomy <laughs> seven times through. Temblade. The astrology is the temblade, but the actual psychotherapy is going in and replacing the valve and putting the stent in and mm-hmm. fixing the problem. And then, you know, it usually looks like inner child work because that's when we're conditioned. That's when the most trauma happens. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I blend them all together because I find that it's more powerful than just giving someone a reading what I actually offer is a complete healing process that will actually strip away all the layers of trauma and incongruence so that you actually come into the actual authenticity of who you are beyond the stories, the limitations, the emotions, and the layers of like crap that aren't who you really are. Like they're not. Mm -hmm. And you know that through working through your own past, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's such an important point because I mean, I can't tell you how many people they're struggling and they're like, no, but I'm doing the work. And I'm like, but if the work was working that you're doing, then you wouldn't still be feeling like this or be hitting these blocks, you know? And what people think of as deep work isn't, isn't deep work. I mean, I don't even know. You know, it's like, just because somebody's a therapist doesn't mean they're trained to actually go deeper than talking. Like not all therapists can go deeper, you know, or like, it's, it's like, oh yeah, I get breath work every week. Okay, cool. That's, that's part of it. But like, we can go deeper or even like, I actually remember having this conversation with one of my mentors earlier on. And she was like, Christina, like the work you do is actually more valuable because what, what is it worth if for a psychic to give you one session 
and they just mm-hmm. tell you stuff that's going to happen. You're not actually changing anything for anyone versus like doing deeper healing work in conjunction with like what you know. And I think that helps you too, because you do have that like intuitive awareness, right? Like that's, I think, very helpful for working with somebody when they can pick up on things. But it's like, it's just going so much more deeper. And I, I remember like one of my first past life journeys earlier on, like she told me all these things. And I'm like, well, what do I do to fix it? She's like, this is care. And I'm like, okay, so now what? And she's like, nothing. I'm like, and it felt so dissatisfying. Like I was like, well, now what? Like, and you know, and I think that experience really made me be like, no, fuck that. Like, I don't want somebody to feel like a now what. It's disempowering. Mm -hmm. Like the thing is like you hit the nail on the head. You said it helps to be intuitive. Well, well, what, what, what is this when, when consciousness matches consciousness? Okay. So like what I mean by this is me as a coach, anyone as a coach, if you are someone out there with a health coaching business or you just have any business, how you can't feel something in your client. It's not intuition. It's not. It's vibration. It's awareness. I am not more gifted. Yes, maybe I have had a more tragic set of circumstances and maybe I have a few more gifts. Yes. But I attract him. I guess, you, you know, I am intuitive, but the way I want to think of it is, okay, say this client earlier, I set her up where she was in the memory of her dad who just passed away. And the immediate thing that she feels now she's aware in her body is her left colon. What has happened is that she has had a match in consciousness. So the memory triggers the feeling signature. That is a true match. The same as as a coach, when a client is bringing something to you, you're actually match, you will be matching somewhere. You'll be like, ah, this is what it is. She's not saying it, but I feel that. Mm -hmm. Like you can only feel that if you have felt it within yourself as an experience. Because we're constantly going around, you know, when someone says that resonates, that's not always good because it's not triggering our awareness. But when you feel something as, 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 as abrasive, you're like, ah, this is the thing. And so, yeah, like mm-hmm. you're right. We do need to, you know, there is intuition and we do want to have an awareness, but we need to empower people by guiding them. How should they deal with it when that trigger comes up? And because you said, why is the same stuff coming up all the time? Well, it kind of will come up, but it's like, it's the paradox of progress. It comes up in a different way. Yes. Or my abandonment wound comes up every fucking day. There's like, because it's still not healed, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I've got a life to lead and it comes up in different ways. But it, what happens is you, when stuff comes up for you, cause you're human, you've got a toolbox and it doesn't become yeah. a big deal. I think when people are reaching blocks, it's because they haven't got the toolbox. And so like you are saying, well, why are you still working through this thing? Well, you obviously don't have the toolbox, but if you did, like when I have a, I call it a, I don't want to offend anyone, but like Brianna super spaz, when I have a super spaz out, I can, I'll get over it in a day unless I'm really exhausted. And then I need to step away from everything and I'll, and I'll work on it. But generally if something's going on for like more than a few days, this is a big issue and you haven't got the toolbox. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. It is about having the tools because we don't, we don't learn these things. We don't learn these things. And I think especially if you're a coach helping other people, like you need to be doing this for yourself 
to get more tools so that you can, how can you help a client with a deeper transformation if you're not doing it yourself? Which is why, you know, both of us spend so much time doing personal development, like coaching for ourselves, because that helps us have more tools for our clients, you know? So I think it's really, really important for coaches to be doing this too. And especially with the inner child stuff, like, I mean, I'm glad you have like the whole course on liberated woman because I play, it's like always, I mean, it's the root of most things that come up. Like where did it all start when you're a child and what you learned, you know, like, and that plays out in money minds that plays out in business plays out in relationships that plays out in your health. Like it's everywhere. And that's actually like the deeper, the deeper work. And even like the traumas we face as adults. So we tend to pin, pin everything on this happened to me in the last three years. Well, like, what attracted that situation in? Yeah. What happened when you were younger? Because that's the attraction factor. Mm-hmm. The experience happened because it was saying, look, I need to show you something that's in you that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's all the universe does. Whether it, like everything, everything, it's kind of funny. Like I had it with my boyfriend the other day. Like he's been working loads. And you'll laugh at this. You'll probably spot it way before I see it. And I'm like... <laughs> why is he not even like giving me any affection or attention? Like, it's like, I'm not even important anymore. Okay. You've probably spotted this already. Like it makes me feel so shit. And then I thought, where in myself am I not giving myself attention and neglecting myself? So then I sit there, close my eyes. I'm like, can take on the consciousness of the part of me that doesn't value me. Bang. There it is. I was like, Whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yes. That's been me the last freaking month. Yeah. That's why. So I worked on that and I felt that part of me as a child that felt, you know, when I went through it, blah, blah, blah. No need to go into that details. But the next hour, he completely changed because it affects everything. It's impossible. How can it not? Like, you're totally right. It does affect everything. And this is why I love the group coaching program because already people see big shifts and even my one-to-one clients in one session, their father will come back and completely change. And they're like, is this coincidence? I'm like, nope. No. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, it's wild when you really understand how energy works, it, it changes everything. And like, to your point, like, you know, things pop up again. I think of it as like different levels of the experience. And someone asked me like, do you feel like you're your highest self? And I'm like, I think if anybody runs around being like, I'm my highest self, they're full of shit because like, that's not the human experience. Like if you're human, like there's always more to dive into really. If you're actually on that, that path, I believe, um, there's always more to learn because, you know, we're going to attract in things that show us where we need to do more work. That's just how energy works, quantum physics. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that is like, that is being your highest self. Because you're not, yeah. ignorant, you're not complacent and you're not arrogant and arrogance and complacency are the two main enemies of growth. The mm-hmm. minute you're like, well, you know, I've finished with my coaching. Like you might change coach, you might change person, but you best believe if you want to really truly be the absolute most magnificent you can be, mm-hmm. you're always going to be looking up the mountain to someone who's ahead of you. There's always going to be someone ahead of you. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you any less, you know? Well, I mean, good. It's an expander. Yeah. I literally said that word, expand. Yeah. It helps you expand. And I think that's also like the difference between always looking at it of like, how do I hit this goal? And then there's the destination versus like, you're just in the flow of the river of life and it's just going to keep 
going because so many people, they're like, oh, I want to hire this coach to get this goal. And then I'm done. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm like, guess what? That's not the way people, that's not the way humans work. Mm -hmm. We always find something else that we need to work on. Right. Like that's just, (laughs) that's just what it is. And it's like, instead of looking for a destination of like, what can I do to finish this and get here? Just like, this is my goal. So I'm going to move toward it. And then like being open to other things, shifting and like seeing, seeing just where you flow to, you know, I think that's a big mindset shift. A lot of people, once you get into this kind of lifestyle and mindset, you have to uh, shift your way of thinking a little bit. It's no longer about a destination. And even if you don't, like, it's going to come and find you in the next life anyway. That's just how karma <laughs> works. So, like, avoid, don't bother. If you can't be asked to grow in this life, just you'll have a lovely set of circumstances in the next one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there. Yeah, there we go. I'm actually curious. So, with your program now, do the women in it have similar kind of goals going into it? Or is it kind of all over the map of what, what they're looking so to? So different. Yeah. So some of them have done like therapy before and they're like, I've never hit this level of insight with any therapist. And they just like one of them, well, one who was one-to-one with me. So it wasn't the program had like bulimia, but she'd done brain rewiring and she'd done like quite a lot. So it was like, she really got loads, but other people have never done this level of work. And they're like in their first session, seeing loads of change. So they are all coming from different places there's not one thing um if i'm truthful some of them are business some of them are literally just like i don't i i just know that i wanted to do that kind of work um there's not who cannot benefit from being having their soul kind of deliciously cradled in the bosom of this lovely group who cannot benefit from that like tell me one person i'll wait <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the cool, yeah, no, the cool thing about doing this kind of work, though, is this, like I always feel like you. I always think like whenever I'm putting on offering, like I'm just kind of putting out the call. It's like an energetic call, and then I know the right t- people are going to come my way. Like it's not even about you know what I mean. Like it's like yeah, some tangible stuff I tell people, but also it's like just this like vibrational call of like this is the transformation and you know, if you want it and they come find you. And I, I realized this a lot with no BS biz school this round because it was wild what happened this round where everybody who came literally was sent to like become more intuitive. Like, it's like, they're all like, yeah, I came, I came, I thought I was here for the business, but it was actually like, I needed to open up, um, which has been super interesting. And I'm like, it's so cool how like you just, I just feel like it's this energy call. That's how they show it to me. It's like, just this, like, it's like you set the intention and like this frequency of energy waves goes out. And it's like the people who are tapped in and aligned will come, will, will find it. They'll be nudged, right? Like they'll be nudged. They'll get that hit. They'll be curious. And then you just, you find each other, which is super cool. I saw when you were saying that, I saw like an image of a wolf in front of a full moon. I was like, shit, Christina is like in the wolf spirit. Are you connected? There we go. No. Am I connected with wolves? I would say yes. I've been seeing a lot of, you know, what's been interesting recently is I've been seeing a lot of faces shape-shifting into animals. Wow. I mean, yeah, I've been seen a new one. crazy stuff lately, like, but dark, really dark. Mm. Probably not for the podcast. People yeah, like, probably not. Yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I don't do any of that stuff. But yeah, it's been interesting. Oh, yeah, I know. I've been nervous. It finds me in my dreams. No, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, and I actually had a couple of clients who keep seeing wolves, but. You, this, yeah. this group you've got now, the one you've just talking about, the intuition, I literally saw a pack of wolves. Maybe you were wolves together in past life or something. Maybe. No, it's more about like, there's something about this group where everybody's like playing a part almost in this bigger picture. It's like people, it was like for a reason, these people came together um, and they all play very different roles. It's very much like a, a pack, like a wolf pack. Um, Didn't I say this in your astrology? What? You know, I was like, you, when your sun return comes, it's all about big groups of women in spiritual ways. You're leading. Yeah. I remember saying that because the Pisces, that part of your chart was like, when you hit 28, 30, when Saturn enters Pisces, Holy crap. You'll be on that Hay House stage. <laughs> oh, have, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. No I, I honestly have no doubt either, but I got a couple of years. It's, it's starting yeah. to happen. It's starting to happen. So, yeah, but like, it's just cool. You put out this, it's just this energy. The, the energetics of business will never cease to amaze me. I think it's fucking amazing. Energetics amaze me. For me, it's been more in relationship and with my own. Uh, it's mainly been with relationships because they are, um, if I really think about it, the the most important thing in my life. Yeah. Well, and it relates back to like, I mean, I don't know what your astrology chart looks like, but I know for me, like you're like, this life for me is about like more like financial um, wealth and also like very spiritual. And that's kind of like how I'm seeing the lens right mm. now. Versus like if somebody else, it's more about like family, relationship, love. It depends because it depends what chart you're looking at. Mm. So I think as you age, you move more into your sidereal. I don't think, oh, it gets complicated, but mine is definitely about money. Like I have the biggest stellium in the house of money. You would not believe. Like there's no one who's got to make more money than me apparently in astrology. Just ridiculous. Um. God knows why. Um, probably that. why I had so little of it. But if you look at that in a different chart, like when you look at sidereal, it changes a bit and it moves to being around like um, the family. And I genuinely feel that both. But actually, my partner's always going to provide for me. He said, he's like, you rest. He's like, you need to rest. But I, I will never feel truly comfortable with that. But knowing it's there makes me feel safe enough then to go out and do it. So you will, you will feel truly comfortable with that at some point. Yeah. Well, I kind of am just now like, I, st- I, I don't want to work like how he works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and especially like when you have a baby, like it's, oh it's, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of cool serious. stuff. <laughs> what? Oh, it's my, it's my goal. You will, you will. There's I'm just like, my apology. It's Next getting, <laughs> girl, we need to have a, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to have a talk, but I want to wrap up for here. Um, thanks for being on the podcast and Probably. tell everyone, tell everyone like what's, what's coming up for you, what they should check out and where they can find everything. All right. So if you want to follow me, I love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at I am Cassie Aurora. You can follow me there for astrology updates and other free, interesting things and hilarious astrology memes because that is my absolute uh, number one yes. thing. 
Um, and I have loads of free astrology stuff on my blog and on my podcast, Modern Goddess. Uh, Christine has been on that podcast. Um, and I'm currently going to be opening up um, my astrological, my astro- astrology made simple course, which is going to happen in October. There's a limited spot, so I want to keep it really intimate and exclusive. It's for basically people that know nothing about astrology um, and they can literally move towards knowing enough to read a chart, to read for them how to maximize their life, their business, their money, their relationships and the things that are blocking them from getting what they want and to like help them with timing. Um, and yeah, it's going to be very delicious. I'm very excited about that. And then, yeah, my Liberated Woman group coaching program, I'm not exactly sure when I'm opening that up again, but I'm very sure it will be before the end of 2020. But people want to make sure that they follow me and jump on my mailing list because I don't open it out um, to everyone all the time. I like to keep it very special and exclusive because I want to keep it safe and lovely container for the women in there so if you're someone who wants to up level gain the astrological skills do the deep healing work i'm your girl i look forward to hearing from you (laughs) yes all right awesome thank you so much cassie love chatting with you thank you for having me huge thank you to Cassie for coming on the podcast again. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at I am Cassie Aurora and make sure you head on over to her website, CassieAurora.com. Don't forget to apply for No Bullshit Business School if you are ready to take your business to the next level and you want to learn how to build a six-figure online coaching business. This program is for you. Just head to ChristinaRiceWellness.com and click the business tab at the top to apply. Don't forget, you can always connect with other podcast listeners on our free Facebook page, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram if you're not already at Wellness Realness Podcast. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.